So now we are doing set for life and it pertains to your finances. Amen? Amen. So I want to talk to you about breaking the curse of poverty. Breaking the curse of poverty. Many Christians have, are very okay with receiving salvation. How many of you are okay with receiving salvation? Let me see. How many of you believe Jesus can save all? Yeah. Many are very okay with receiving salvation. And also healing. Most are okay with receiving healing. They believe Jesus can make them well. But the one topic that many Christians misunderstand is when it comes to finances. We always limit ourselves when it comes to money. Pastor, how do you know? I know because Christians are not amongst the wealthiest people in the world today. But yet the Bible tells us that you shall live in houses you did not build. The same Bible that says the blood has power says that you shall be the lender and not the borrower. If we pulled your credit score today, are we going to see that you're a lender or a borrower? There are, there are dimensions. My point is not to embarrass you. My point is to say there are dimensions in your Christian living that we have closed ourselves out of and have limited ourselves from in the guise or the disguise of being spiritual. We have thought that poverty is actually spirituality. We've thought that lack and scarcity is our way of being holy. And it's a deception. And now there's another group that has magnified money so much that they've made money the blessing. That money has become the blessing. When I have money, I'm blessed. But when I don't have money, I'm not blessed. And it is nowhere in the Bible. It is nowhere in the Bible that when you have money, it's a blessing. The Bible says that the love of money is the root of all evil. Actually, biblically, finance, money is more a curse than it is a blessing. But yet we have idealized ourselves with the concept that if God is with me, then my money is right. We have magnified the thing so much that somebody will steal the tithe and still walk into the house of God as if they're living right with God. And then get mad when things don't go well. Get mad at God when things don't go well. Because we have magnified money so much. We've magnified money so much that before you get married, you gotta see what kind of man am I marrying. We've magnified money so much that somebody is stuck in a marriage because he's got the money and I don't. It's the truth. We've magnified money so much that in the world today, if you watch television, what is that channel that always has drama that, that a lot of people love to watch? Um, this, 
this what's that channel that is always somebody killing somebody somebody's storyline is lifetime glory to god you actually know what i'm <laughs> i see you've watched you so it lifetime when you watch lifetime it's always this person had money and they got killed so someone can collect on the what life insurance you're gonna kill the father of your children over the dollar dollar bill y'all you kill the wife kill we got we got people somebody with their 20 something year old body looking good is married to a 99 year old somebody Somebody say money. Money. It's the truth. It's the truth. Money will make you stay at a job that you hate. Let me get in your house. Money will make you stay at a job that you hate. The most evil thing on this earth is money. There is no money in heaven. That's how you know it's evil. Uh, this side received it. Let me see. Is, th is this the side that loves money? This is, I'm going to preach to you. Is this the side that loves money? There is no money in heaven. That is why we know it's evil. In heaven, you won't need a bank account. In heaven, you won't need to check your bank balance. In heaven, the Bible says the staircase is made of gold. The Bible says the walls are made of jasper. In heaven, there is no dollar. There is no pound. There is no dollar dollar bill. The only thing that's there is the provider of all provision. They call him Jehovah Jireh. They call him Jehovah Nisi. They call him Jehovah Rohi. They call him Jehovah Rapha. And I call him my God. Is there anybody that knows him as provider? That knows him as deliverer? I do not look to the hand of man. I do not look to the ways of man. I'm looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of my faith. Why don't you shout a little bit? I'm not going to let money show me how my life should be. I'm blessed coming in. I'm blessed going out. I'm blessed when the bank is full. I'm blessed when the bank is empty. Because the money is not the blessing. I am the blessing. Say it with me. I am the blessing. I Say it until your neighbor believes it. Matthew 25 31 breaking the curse of poverty set for life Matthew 25 31 when the son of man comes in his glory and all the holy angels with him then he will sit on the throne of his glory and all the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate them one from another as sheep as a shepherd divided his sheep from the goats.
and he will set the sheep on his right hand but the goats on his left then the king will say to those on his right hand come you blessed of my father come you blessed you not your bank account not your you blessed of my father inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundations of the world for I was hungry and you gave me food I was thirsty and you gave me drink I was a stranger and you took me in I was naked and you clothed me I was sick and you visited me I was in prison and you clothed me is that what your Bible says? Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you? Or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in? Or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say unto you, In as much as you did it to the ones, to the one of the least of my brethren, you did it to me. Then he will also say to those on his left hand, Depart from me. You cursed. You cursed. Into the everlasting fire. Prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry. And you gave me no food. I was thirsty. And you gave me... Let me mine reads a little bit different. For I was hungry and you chose to buy a weave. I was thirsty and you chose to buy a second car. I, is, that, is that what? what? I was a stranger and you thought to take your girlfriend out and leave your wife at home. I was naked and you thought to go out of town spend your money on somebody that you had no business spending your money on I was sick and in prison and you spend your money on yourself then they also will answer him saying Lord when did we see you hungry or thirsty Lord you know if only Jesus would show himself if, if just somebody would come and say I'm Jesus Maybe I would be a tither. Maybe I would be a giver. This is you the Bible is talking about. Then they also will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them saying, Assuredly, I say unto you, inasmuch as you did not do this to the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into everlasting punishment. But the righteous into eternal life. I love, I love the name of this church because it's all over the Bible. I say you will go into eternal life. I said you will go into eternal life. And in eternal life, 
They are givers. They are people who love the poor. I thought I'd get more clubs. In eternal life, we love the poor. We'll imagine, imagine living your life, attending a church called eternal life and missing eternal life because of your giving. Come on, yeah. We gotta be, we gotta get serious with God and obey God with everything He's given us. into eternal life go with me go back Matthew 25 verse 33 the Bible says and he will what he shall what set 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 -E set that is where we find the title of this series set for life so my teaching about money is not just on this earth. I'm teaching you from a biblical perspective that your giving determines your eternal living. What you, the decisions you make with your money will affect you in eternity. Set for life, not just life on this earth. Don't mistake me for those live your best life now preachers. We're talking about for your eternal life. You live good on earth, but also in eternity. Amen. And I'm not against living your good life now in this earth, but this is not the best. Don't make this the best that God has for us. Amen. Because it blinds God's people from what is really good. Amen. So, set for life is for you to understand that your financial decisions are affecting eternity. The Bible says in Malachi chapter 3, verse 8, Will a man rob God? I'm reading from the New King James. Yet you have robbed me. But you say, in what way have we robbed you? And he says, in tithes and offerings. Your tithe and your offering goes into heaven and robs God. Robs God. Robbing the creator of heaven and earth, church. In tithes and offering, you are cursed with a curse. That word, cursed with a curse, as I will show you here shortly, means you already have a curse on you and it's now doubled. What happens when a curse is doubled? Let me explain. Uh, Jordan, come quickly, please. If Jordan has money in his pocket that money is cursed but what he does with that money determines if he's cursed with a curse in other words he took the cursed thing and did something cursed with it which is disobeying God are we flowing so your decisions on what you do with money is affecting what happens in your life? But the problem is this. Cursed with a curse doesn't just affect you. When Jordan disobeys God with his money, it affects the whole nation. Sit down. Look, look at this. Flow with me. Please pay close attention. You are cursed with a curse. E for you have robbed me. Who? Even this whole nation in the eyes of God if one is a thief all are a thief 
That is why we said on Wednesday, you marry a man or a woman who doesn't tithe, your whole household will be affected by their disobedience. There is a, a rule called harboring a criminal. You didn't commit the criminal, but you harbored. Are you understanding what I mean by harboring a criminal? You hid or harbored a criminal. And you are guilty by harboring. I declare there are no criminals in your house. In Jesus' mighty name. In G in <laughs> Do not harbor a criminal. <laughs> you are cursed with a curse. For you have robbed me even this whole nation. Even this whole nation. Point number one. Money is cursed. Any money you have in your bank account today, anything you have that is considered currency, it is cursed. It is cursed. Go with me to Matthew 27, 1 to 9. I will show you biblically. Matthew 27. When the morning came, all the chief priests and elders of the people plotted against Jesus to put him to, get to death. And when they had bound him, they led him away and delivered him to Pontius Pilate, the governor. Are we together? Then Judas, then Judas, his betrayer, seeing he had been condemned, was remorseful and brought back the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders, saying, I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. And they said, what is it to us? You see to it. Then he threw down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went and hanged himself. But the chief priest took the silver and said, it is not lawful to put them into the treasury because they are the price of blood. The money that was used to pay for Jesus' blood because it was used for an evil thing became cursed money. Statistical, statistics has proven that every dollar that comes into your hands has at least committed three crimes. Money is used to buy prostitutes. Money is used to buy drugs. Money is used to buy illicit alcohol. How many of you know for you to sin, there are some sin that need money? Yeah. So money is used all around the world for evil. So by the time it gets to your hands, it is like this money that Judas used for betrayal. Are you flowing with me? And it was cursed by the time it got to your hands. It was a cursed thing, church. It's a cursed thing. The reason why you have to work for money is not because you're blessed to work. You going to work is actually because of Genesis chapter 4. You work because of the curse. So everything we do for money 
is connected to evil. The Bible says, for the love of money is the root of all evil. But yet we live in a world that we need money. Today, people go into business contracts or negotiation contracts and the people that you are going up against are people who are using witchcraft. You go up against wizards and witches and we do not know it. The, witch, the witches and the wizards, they take money and go and sacrifice it at ungodly altars so that things can go well with them. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Can I get an amen? There are people who are against your marriage that are bringing ungodly sacrifices to God with a small g to destroy the marriage and in that destruction of the marriage, they used a sacrifice. Husbands take money and give it to a woman who's not their wife and bring a curse into the marriage. Wives take money and go and spend it on wicked things and then you wonder why the marriage is breaking. You're spending your money on small gods. You're giving your money. People join clubs that are Freemasonry clubs and they take their money and give it to small gods and small idols. And then we wonder why Christians are frustrated financially. And yet, when you teach believers to give, to break the curse, it, it seems like people think it's manipulation. No, the wizards are doing it. The witches are doing it. And where did they learn it? They learned it from the Bible. The Bible says in Malachi chapter 3 that you bring, look at this, the Bible says, bring all the tithe into the storehouse. Malachi 3 10. Bring all the tithe into thy storehouse that they may be food in my house and try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. And I will, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there is no room enough to receive it. Walk with me. I will rebuke The devourer. Money is already cast. But the moment you honor God with it, he takes your money and he rebukes any devourer that was connected to your finances. Church, get it in your system that money. I, 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 I feel like I'm preaching against a, a, a wave of a generation that had been preached to so much that money is a blessing. The only blessing that I see here is not in your wallet. It's in you. You are the blessing. The Bible says you're you are blessed coming in, blessed going out, blessed in the city, blessed in the field and the day you get your mentality that way do you know they prove that the, the less you care so much about money the more wealthy you become if you look at rappers and musicians 
when they are fresh in the music scene it's Porsche, Lamborghini gold teeth, gold chain but the more they grow soon enough they just dress like ordinary people and they don't care about these flashy flashy things because people who flash too much are actually revealing how much they don't have it's the truth look at the world's 10 most richest people you don't see them doing some things you don't see them doing some things go with me to Joshua chapter 6 verse 18 are you learning something Money, poverty is a curse. Joshua 6 verse 18. And you by all means abstain from the accursed thing. Least you become accursed when you take of the accursed thing. And make the camp of Israel a curse. And trouble it when you receive something that is cursed and you take of that cursed thing you yourself your house your nation your church becomes cursed read read joshua 6 18 off the screens with me one two three read When you take the cursed thing. Remember we began by saying Christians have all the blessings in the Bible. But this is one area that they never fully manifest. And unfortunately you learned what you know about money from your parents. So if you were raised in a household that did not learn about money. You, you mentally there is a block that I have to helped by the Holy Spirit and cover it. Are you understanding? And I say this with a lot of compassion. Your children will learn about money from you. There is a biblical principle that we all need to grasp. It's called generational wealth. If preachers and teachers taught about generational wealth, everyone in here would be debt free and would own a house. Because I can assure you your parents, 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 someone down the line owned a home. But we take inheritance and sell it because we don't know the value of money. So pay attention to what I'm teaching because it will save you and your children. Your ideology about money was taught to you. Who was the world's wealthiest man to ever live? Solomon. Solomon was the wealthiest man to ever live. Was Solomon a first generational wealth? No. He was the child of a king. Solomon learned about money from his father. The dad of Solomon broke the curse. David broke the curse of poverty and his children enjoyed the wealth. You've got to make a decision that I may live with a mortgage but my children will never live with a mortgage. 
I thought I'd get a few more amens. I said, you've got to make a decision that you may live with a mortgage, but your children will never live with a mortgage. You break the curse of poverty by following the principles I'm teaching today. You need to realize there's a curse that's chasing our children, and it's their ideology about money. Their ideology about money. And we observe our families when it comes to that. So the Bible says when you touch the cursed thing, not just you, but your nation is affected. Joshua 7 verse 1. So Joshua 6, God gives a warning, don't do it. How many of you think they did not do it? It's amazing, isn't it? I can preach about tithing until I'm blue for the whole year. But the Bible says the poor will always be among you. There are people who've closed themselves to this type of teaching. The Bible says, one, uh, but the children of Israel committed a trespass regarding the accursed thing. We've seen in Joshua chapter 6 that they had been warned. Don't touch the cursed thing. Then the Bible says, they committed a trespass regarding the cursed thing. For Achan, the son of Kami, the son of Zabdi, the son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, took of the accursed thing. So the anger of the Lord burnt against the children of Israel. They went into Ai, they went into the battlefield in Jericho, and the next battle was Ai, and they were told, don't touch the, the money or the wealth of Jericho. Burn everything up. And Achan thought, let me take some for myself. And that one thing that he took for himself, the cursed thing became a double curse. Double curse. Because he took it on himself. You wonder why we never reach our highest potential? Because we take for granted scriptures like give and it shall be given. The Bible says God is never mocked. Whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. Money is cursed. Point, that was point number one. Touching it spreads the curse. Money is also deceitful. Deceitful. Money will deceive you. Have you ever seen big man on the block? Got a few dollar bills and his walk changes? Think you somebody now? Got some new shoes and all of a sudden you think, hey, see, see you on payday. See you or tell your neighbor, see you on payday. See you on payday. <laughs> First Timothy, uh, sorry, Mark chapter 4, verse 19. Mark 4, 19. And the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desires of the things entering, choking the word, and it became an fruitful. Riches are very deceitful. 
you need to look at your bank and your wallet and realize you eh you're deceiving me you give someone who's never had money money <laughs> they'll cheat on their wife Are these things that happen in America? Big, big manism, big headism. Thank you, somebody. Shout at everybody. I used to be that way. There's one day, I started business at the age of 17, 18, and succeeded very fast, very fast. It's always been something I have. I don't know where I got it from, I didn't get educated. But I've, I've never had a problem with making business decisions. I don't know where, but it happened. And one day, I made a business deal that they paid a million Kenya shillings in cash. I got it on Thursday. <laughs> on Friday, I made some phone calls. This was before Life City. This was before I was in the City of Light. I made a phone call to everyone on my phone. I said, tomorrow, let, let us meet where we meet. I will not be walking on the floor. We'll be walking on streets of gold. And I took all my friends out. And we had the party of a lifetime. Anyone who wanted anything, ah, have it. Have it. Have it. And in the morning, I had, I had uh, my daughter was very young then, was still a baby. And <laughs> I don't even know if I should say this. It's called devourers. Devourers. Somebody asked for money to go buy things for my daughter. And I said, go in my car in the glove compartment, you'll find money. I did not know it was a devourer. And the little, I think I had about 200 or something left that time in my money and of, of the million I had made. And it was now Sunday. I used to see my daughter on Sunday when she was a baby. And the little that I had was taken <laughs> for taking care of children and it was all finished but one thing I did not know is the night before I had paid part of the bill and there was a part that they called me to pay so now all my money was spent and now I was even in a bigger debt one weekend one weekend, the whole weekend was partying. It all disappeared. Again, I said that was before Life City. That was when I was a very young man. All of it disappeared. If you look at your life, you realize you've wasted a lot of money in worldliness. A lot of money in the world has been wasted. A lot of it. For me, that was one instance, and I learned. 
I learned. I learned, first of all, don't send anyone to get money for you. Because they'll take whatever they want. I learned. And I also learned that money can be very deceitful. You can think that you will have it forever. But some days you have it, some days you don't. And you can destroy relationships when you have it. And the reason, you know, there are people who, church, you, you don't get to a place where you get a new job and get a promotion and the first thing you think about is what car can I buy? Or what things? You've got to be, and, and again, these are things we are taught, right? We are taught by, as we are growing up. We've got to learn that there's a responsibility that comes when God is increasing us financially. The Bible says, the Bible says that fate and chance happens to us all. Everybody has a chance to be wealthy one day. But it's the decisions that you make with that. It's the decisions that you make. Money is cursed. And money can corrupt everything that's in you if you let it. Never get attached to money to the point that you dishonor God. The Bible says, for where your treasure is, your heart is also. Your heart, just decide to obey God. Just decide to tell God, you know what? I honor you with my substance. We're closing. First Timothy chapter 6 verse 9. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptations and snares. Oh, I just want to be rich. I'm living to be rich. So pastor, what should we do? What should we desire? Don't desire to be rich. Desire to be a blessing. You are blessed to be a blessing. You're blessed. Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18. You don't desire to be rich. You're blessed to be a blessing. So tell the Lord, give me financial prosperity and success. Why? So I can be a blessing. But if you're not a blessing with the hundred dollars that you have now, church, If you're not a blessing with a little, if, if 500 bothers you to give, you're not ready for 5 million. And it's okay, we'll, we'll come up, we'll come up together, we'll come up. Nobody condemns you, no one condemns you. But I know there are things you spend 500 on. There are things you spend 500 on. Oh, but pastor, I spent 500 on my mortgage. Do you know what mortgage means? Mortgage. Mort is the same word that is used for mortuary. Debt, debt even unto death is a mortgage. If you honor your mortgage before you honor God, you will always be paying on mortgages. Church, I, I do not know how to preach these receive. <laughs> Me, I know actual real things i know this give and it shall be given the practical things about money and it has worked for me believe me <laughs> believe me it has believe me it has mortgage mortgage 
Well, pastor, I, I spend my money on my water bill so I can't type. Wait, wait, let's talk, let's talk. Look at me, look at me. You're paying for water? Something that God gave you free in rain? And you're struggling to pay? Doesn't that show you something is wrong? This world is cursed. Your, mo your water bill should be easy to pay. Your mortgage should be easy to pay because God has provided. And I'm not condemning anybody. I'm trying to get us to think different. And see things different. We've got to finish. So the deceitfulness. Money will deceive you that you're doing the right thing. And Timothy says it this way. Timothy, Paul tells Timothy, the desire to get rich. The desire to get rich will deceive you. Do you know if I had a desire to get wealthy, my message, my preaching of the gospel would be different. It would be different. But me, I feel nothing. I'll preach salvation. I'll preach holiness. Tithe or don't tithe, that's between you and God. God will pay for his house. Church, do you know how preachers are manipulated by the so-called big people in the church? Or you preach that I don't like that because my son and child is living that lifestyle. So you keep preaching like that, we're going to leave. Not in this house. B-I-B-L-E, by the way. I don't see the book of Elder so-and-so or Mr. so-and-so. I see Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I see holiness without which you will not see God. Do you know deceitfulness of riches is so bad, y'all, yeah, that you can have two couples standing at the altar. Uh, in sickness and in health. Amen. In, what is it? Somebody remind me. Better or worse. Amen. In rich or poor. The mouth will say yes, but the head will say, I bind it. Because we never know that problems will come. So you're at the, at the altar saying, we'll never be poor. Oh man, we're just going to live the greatest life, we'll never be poor. And you're, married, you're marrying a non-tither. You're marrying someone that doesn't honor God, thinking that things will just fix themselves. Deceit. Deception. It's a deception. We think we can get away with things. It's a deception. And people live their whole life chasing the dollar dollar bill. And at the end of it, you can't touch it. Deception. And deception with fake it till I make it. God, Jesus Christ. Flexing. Over a pair of Jordans? For real? Like that's the flex. When will someone flex on paying their tithe every Sunday for the year? When will somebody flex for being a hundred percent tither? When are you gonna flex on your legacy giving? When are you gonna flex on the number of souls that have been won in the church? I'm tired of Facebook posts of what food you've eaten. Tell me how many souls has been saved by your giving. Stop flexing on the things of this earth and begin to flex on the things of eternity. Down. 
church hear me and I say it in humility I've learned to abound in a base my wife and my mother can tell you in Kenya lack nothing we, we choose which car we want to drive but the way we live the humility that the family has when someone lacks there is no division in our family because we know it's just one instance that all this can be snatched away it can be snatched away I am not excited with big houses and many cars because I've learned that thing can be deceptive can be deceptive my wife can tell you how many times we've taken my car for repair because it keeps breaking down many trips but I say I own this car I own nobody oh nobody the Bible says the lender is slave the, the borrower is slave to the lender amen we need to finish real quick so money is deceitful 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 so don't let it deceive you amen and when you touch the cursed thing it spreads the curse amen ecclesiastes 10 which is where we will begin next week we have very few minutes and we are closing ecclesiastes 10 verse 19 A feast is made for laughter and wine makes merry, but money answers all things. Money answers all things. Look at me as we close. This thing that is so wicked called money, this thing that divides friends called money, how many of you have ever lost a friend over money? How many of you have ever had an argument over money? Yeah. This thing that breaks up marriages called money. The Bible says money answers all things. We still need money. Still need money. That's why we go to work. Because we need it. So you're need for money has to be governed by a spiritual perception about money the bible uh, the money is called currency currency it's meant to flow my my teaching if you've missed everything else is this i'm not saying don't have money i'm saying your mentality should be if I'm going to have money, it needs to be holy. It needs to be holy. Money is also considered seed. Because you sow the seed. But do you know what a seed represents? Hear this preacher. Hear this preacher. Never forget this. A seed represents a choice. Money represents choice. I teach my children. Money 
represents choice and freedom. If Zion was here, you'd ask him. Money represents choice and freedom. The more money I have, the more choice I have what to do every day. And freedom. What to do. Are you understanding? Money represents the choice of what you want your future to be. And everything you do with every dollar that comes into your hands is a choice of what future you're shaping. Your financial condition today is determined by the financial choices you made yesterday. And your financial condition tomorrow will be determined by the financial decisions you make today. All money is, is choice. And you have a choice to make. Am I going to honor God with all my substance? Am I going to tell God that I realize there's a huge curse on this earth? So I honor you with my money? Or are you going to decide to take your future into your own hands? We're going to talk about that next Sunday. Are you going to decide to take your future into your own hands and say, I can do this by myself. I don't need God. Choose life. Choose life.